0: To Trinity's Daily Bible Podcast, an opportunity to share scripture and hope together.
1: Hello, friends. Blessed Good Friday to you. I am Karen Barker, and I've been attending Trinity for a long time, and I'm currently one of the leadership team elders. It's my privilege to talk to you a bit about what I've been learning as I've been reading scripture this week, this holy week. When I became connected to the RCA, one of the things I began to love is the attention to a liturgical church calendar. This was fairly new to me. The season of Lent has become a favorite time for me. I like having to look at the darkness of this week before we get to the light and joy of the resurrection. The darkness is real, and it teaches me. Reading in Mark over this past week, I am noticing that the darkness of the week is mostly quite public, and it stands out to me against the solitude and silence of the resurrection. Let me show you what I mean, and I hope you'll go back into Mark and read it again. So Sunday, we have the entry into Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, and that's not what we consider a dark moment, is it? On Monday, Jesus clears the temple of the money changers. He does so with quite a bit of passion and some violence. It's public, which increases the fervor of the chief priests and scribes in the plotting of his death. And the darkness of the week begins. Tuesday, Jesus is teaching in the temple again. He teaches in parables, as he often does, and the chief priests, scribes, and elders hold a Q&A session with the intention of trapping him. They ask where his authority comes from. It's public. Wednesday, Jesus is in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper. Now, this is where the woman anoints Jesus' feet with expensive oil. It's public. And in Mark's version, this seems to be the thing that sends Judas over the edge because it is after this event that he goes to the chief priests saying he will give them Jesus. Thursday, Jesus has his Passover meal with his 12 disciples. They adjourn to Gethsemane where Jesus is arrested. It's public. And then Jesus goes immediately to trial. It's public. Friday, it is the crowd that chooses to release Barabbas instead of Jesus. And from there on, it is very public. It's a public walk to Golgotha, public crowd around the crosses, public mockery and public ridicule, even a public grief for a few. Then at noon, the literal darkness takes over. At Jesus' last breath, The cosmos itself reacts in ways fit for any Marvel superhero. The temple curtain is torn in two without physical hands. Matthew says there was an earthquake, rocks split, tombs opened. This is very, very public. Now compare that to what happens at the tomb. Just some women. Mark lists only three, Mary, Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome. In Mark's account... One apparently supernatural being waits in the tomb to quietly tell the women that Jesus has risen. That's it. Private. It's a private event. No crowds, no public. I don't know if there's anything profound here. I am simply telling you that I noticed in my reading of Mark this week that the darkness, almost everything about Holy Week, is public the light, the culmination of Holy Week is not. And that was very interesting to me. Maybe it will be to you too. May you know the presence of the Holy Spirit as you look at the darkness that is Good Friday and as you lean toward the great hope of the resurrection to come. Crucified Savior, on this dark day, it seems crass and opportunistic to think of your death as an advantage to me. And yet we call this Friday good, because through your death, my old self is crucified, put to death, buried with you, and no longer rules. Today, I dedicate my life as an offering of gratitude to you. Amen.
0: Thanks again for joining us today. We hope to see you next time right here on the Trinity Daily Bible Podcast.